In the name of Jesus, who is Lord over every authority, amen. Do whatever Jesus says. Jesus had told us, come and you will see. And one of the first places he took us was to a wedding in the town of Cana in Galilee. But as we celebrated this man and woman being united to each other in the creator's love, the wine, which was essential to the wedding celebration, ran out. Jesus' mother came to him and asked him to help. We didn't understand why she would ask Jesus to help with wine. What could he do? He didn't own a vineyard. It didn't make any sense. And Jesus seemed to dismiss his mother as though he couldn't help. But Mary was not discouraged. We saw her urgently track down the servants who were helping with the wedding. She earnestly spoke to the servants of the wedding saying, do whatever Jesus says. None of it made sense to us, and it seemed like the servants were confused as well. But Mary was insistent, saying, do whatever Jesus says. After a short time, we saw Jesus go over to the servants. Then we saw the servants filling these giant purification water jars. What on earth was Jesus wanting with all that water? Then we saw one of the servants draw a cup out of the water jar and take it to the master of ceremonies who was overseeing the wedding. Then we saw him drink it, and his face lit up. He was excited, yet clearly confused. We didn't understand. Why was he excited about water? Then he announced to the whole wedding, everyone serves the best wine at the beginning and brings out the lesser wine after everyone is drunk. But you have saved the best wine until now. Wait, what? Wine? The servants had given the master of ceremonies a cup of water. How could it be wine? We were shocked. What had just happened? What had Jesus done? What had happened when those servants did whatever Jesus said? Clearly, something really special was going on surrounding Jesus, and we were just starting to see it, even if we didn't understand it. Jesus had told us, come and you will see. We had followed and we were starting to have our eyes open to a reality we never knew existed. Then we returned to Capernaum for a while, but when the Passover approached, we all journeyed 80 miles south to Jerusalem. When we got there, Jesus took us into the temple, into the place where our leaders told us that heaven and earth were married together. But Jesus was not happy at all when he saw what was going on in the temple. Jesus sprang into action. He drove the oxen and the sheep that were locked up and waiting to be sacrificed out of the temple. He overturned the money tables of the bankers. And then he told those selling doves to release the doves and set them free. Jesus threw everyone and everything out of the temple, shutting down the whole sacrificial system that was so important to the law of Moses. We thought heaven and earth were united and married through sacrificing the animals, sacrificing others so we could be close to the creator. But Jesus was showing us that we were dead wrong. The authorities were absolutely furious and demanded that Jesus prove that he had the right to shut down the sacrificial system. Jesus said to them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. The authorities 
were beside themselves and said, it took 46 years to build this temple and you're going to rebuild it in three days? They laughed at Jesus and mocked him. And we too were deeply confused and almost embarrassed by Jesus' words. It was only much later that we realized what Jesus had meant. Jesus had been speaking about the true temple. The true temple, the true marriage point between heaven and earth was not the giant building made by human hands sitting at the top of Jerusalem. No, the true temple, the true marriage point between heaven and earth was Jesus's body. When we began following Jesus, he had told us that we would see the creator's angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man. And this is exactly what we were beginning to see. Heaven and earth were connected in Jesus's own body. Everywhere Jesus went, heaven and earth were married together as one. It was not in a temple building. It was not an animal sacrifice. It was in Jesus's body. That's what we had seen happening at the wedding in Cana. The old wine, the law of Moses, was not adequate to complete the wedding celebration that had begun at the beginning of creation. The old wine of Moses' law had run out. It had run its course. It was okay wine. It had done the job fine enough, but it could not complete the wedding celebration. There was now new wine, not from Moses, but from Jesus, and it was the best wine far superior to anything that Moses had offered. And this new wine from Jesus was able to finish and complete the marriage celebration. Our spiritual eyes were now being opened to see what was really happening all around us. There was a wedding taking place right before our eyes. Heaven and earth, spirit and flesh were being married and united together in Jesus and himself, in his body, in his flesh. And we were the servants of that wedding feast. And we had one job. Do whatever Jesus says. And when we, the servants, did whatever Jesus said, then the creator made new wine that was helping to finish and complete the marriage of heaven and earth. Do whatever Jesus says. Heaven and earth are being married. Spirit and flesh are being married. The creator and his creation are being married. And Christ and the church are being married. This marriage is happening right now. Now, all around us, with us or without us, the creator will make this marriage happen through Jesus and he will bring new creation to all the cosmos, to all the universe. And nothing we can do will stop the creator from completing and finishing this work. The only question is whether we will participate in the marriage feast or not. Because of the Creator's great love, we have been invited to this wedding celebration, to this marriage feast, and He does not want to leave us out. The Creator asks us to be His servants at this wedding feast and to help make this 
a glorious thing for all creation. He wants our own bodies, our own flesh to participate in this marriage. If we accept the Creator's invitation to join this wedding party, then our job is incredibly simple. Do whatever Jesus says. When he asks us to fill water jars, we do it in faith, trusting that he will make the best wine out of our simple obedience. We trust that he will finish the marriage of heaven and earth through our work as his servants who do whatever Jesus says. So will you help with the marriage of heaven and earth? Will you join in the great wedding celebration of spirit and flesh? Will you be a servant who offers your own body, your own flesh to be part of the marriage of heaven and earth? Or will you be left out because you don't want to help or you're too busy with other things? Will you be left out because you want to do whatever you want? The world in your flesh is constantly urging you on one side to do whatever you want. Yet the creator is on the other side urging you to join the wedding feast saying, do whatever Jesus says. Do whatever you want or do whatever Jesus says. The creator has saved the best wine until now. The new wine has arrived in Jesus. So stop listening to the other voices within you and around you in our world. And instead, just do whatever Jesus says. And the new wine will flow. Amen.